0: He has that next step for you. Let's open up the word today and see what God will say specifically to you.
1: Have you ever noticed that there are some things that just drain you? We're going to talk about those today on Your Next Step. I'm Pastor Doug from The Church Next Door. Pastor Doyle Jackson is here with me. Tell us about it, Pastor Doyle. There are things that take away from us.
0: Let me me put it in a different context, Mm -hmm. okay? So I did it yesterday, but let's think about around your home. Is there something that you just put up with? Maybe there's like a, a squeaky door, or maybe there's a window that doesn't, open up properly. And so you don't get it fixed, you just learn to work around it, uh-huh. you know? Well, that's what happens to us spiritually. Something happens in our life and we just become convinced, well, it's okay for me to live with this. And what it does is it keeps you from making progress. And the Bible makes it clear that if we have unresolved sins. So an example of that is if um I have a broken relationship with somebody, and I haven't worked it out properly before God, it's mm-hmm. an unresolved sin. Yeah,
1: Jesus talks about
0: that. That's right. And if I have a, a temptation that I have continued to not really deal with, okay? And and in our world today, um, I, I put pornography and anger in the same category, and this is why. All right, Because the internet feeds both of them. You are correct. The, The internet constantly is showing you something you need to be angry about. So today, we're going to take some time to look at how these temptations, these sins, they can drain us, but also how God and the cross can solve that problem. You live in this world, even though you're God's child now, and you understand that and you've given yourself to him. But this world still has contact with you. It's still around you. And so you have to decide, am I loving this world more than, than I should be? Am I, am I letting it guide my way? Listen to what it says in Hebrews. This is after Hebrews 11, where it goes through the, the great men and women of the faith and how they trusted God.
1: Paul shares his heart. He says, therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off... Everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles, and let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us, fixing our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of our faith. For the joy set before him, he endured the cross, scorning its shame, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Consider him who endured such opposition from sinners so that you won't grow weary and lose heart. I love this passage so much because one time I prayed this passage and the Lord challenged me and maybe this is your homework for the week. He challenged me, Jennifer, I want you to pray this passage every day and I will show you that what is hindering you and what is so easily entangling you. And I did, I prayed it every day and I, I imagined the ones that I knew that were in the great cloud of witnesses. And it was such a good exercise for me.
0: Lately, I have been, I've been praying, God have mercy on me, mm-hmm. okay? Now, this is why you pray for mercy. When you know that you've done something wrong, you don't ask for justice. When, when the police officer pulls you over, I hate to tell you, but it's generally not because I was driving slowly, all right? It's so, he, he, he asked me to roll down the window. Do you know how fast you're going? Um, not exactly, but I'm probably, I'm, I'm sure it wasn't below the speed limit, sir. See what I'm saying? So you don't at that point say, I need justice. You say, is there any way you can have mercy on me it's all my wife's fault. <laughs> if she had just gotten ready on time.
1: <laughs> this is true.
0: <laughs> you know, I just threw her under the bus. You see what I'm saying? So, so you go to God and say, but, but I, you've got to be clear. Look at how many times in this Hebrew, it says, throw off, run. How many of you enjoy running? I mean, I ran track in high school. All right. I'm proud of the fact that I was the fastest person on my team. All right. I'm no longer the fastest person on the team. <laughs> but, but I don't like running still to this day. Does that make sense? And yet God says you have to make that and he says you have to endure. So there is an aspect of your spiritual life that is going to require some effort. I am not gonna gain my own salvation. You gain your salvation by saying, God, I, I'm a sinner and I need a savior. Jesus come into my heart. You deal with sin by saying, God, I recognize, even though I've made you my savior, there's still some things that I'm tempted by, and I need your help in dealing with them. Would you have mercy on me? And then sometimes you go to your brothers and sisters in Christ and say, have you ever struggled with this? And they will probably say, yes, I have. I am dealing with it right now, or I've dealt with it in the past.
1: Yeah, I was talking to a friend, he said, I feel like a, a salmon swimming upstream the wrong direction. I said, good. Good, you're on the right track.
0: <laughs> that's right. If, if you <laughs> that's feel, what it feels like. <laughs> and see, part of the reason you're feeling drained is this, okay? And that's okay if that's part of the drain. But if the drain is, I've committed these sins and I just feel bad and I can't get off the ch- couch. I just want to eat Cheetos and stay here all day. That's what's not good, okay? Mm-hmm. You, you, got, you got to say, no, I'm in a f- fight. I'm, I'm in it to win it. I'm, I'm not done, uh, Jesus, he endured the cross for us. So let's talk about some temptations and sin that drain our spirits, mm-hmm. okay? The first one is what I call unresolved sins. These are things that we have not dealt with. These are the sins that, that, we, know, that we know we've struggled with maybe sometimes before we were a Christian uh, and, and we just haven't really cleaned out the closet, so to speak. Sometimes it's, it's greed. Sometimes it's gossip. Sometimes it's pornography. Yeah. Sometimes it's, it's anger. Sometimes it's, uh, you just name it. See, it's, it's, realize that sin can be an attitude. It's not always just an action. And we get in these habits. And, and, and you'll notice that there become cycles. And you, you may, if you'll step back and prayerfully welcome the Holy Spirit, you'll recognize that there are certain people that bring out the bad in you. <laughs> And that's why Paul says, don't be unequally yoked with ungodly people. Don't, 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 don't go there. Limit your time with, with something that's unhealthy. Things that we've not crucified is what I call it. Things that we've not said, you know what? I know this is not good for me. Okay? You're not saying everybody is You're saying I know that in my life I need to avoid.
1: And as soon as you get it out, that's that confess your sin. There's freedom. I mean, it's just, that's the hardest part, isn't it? Admitting it and getting it out, and then you can move on. The next one is spiritual games. And we really, uh, spiritual games are so popular right now, and and. You know, it's when we abandon trust in God and we begin to look for trust in the occult or in anything that is against God, witchcraft. And this is very popular. Your television is full of it right now, especially. And the invisible realm that you do not see is real. Uh, You can, you know, the Holy Spirit is like a wind, and you can sit on your front porch and watch the corn lay down when a big wind comes through. That's because that, that the Holy Spirit, you don't see him, but you see a good result from him. Well, the opposite is true as well. Sometimes you don't see the invisible war of the enemy, but the result is there. We, we prayed with a couple that were having marriage trouble. And, and as we prayed, the garage door was going up and down. And there are different things like that. And that later, the couple, we realized it was unresolved because he was involved in tarot cards and readings and astrology and all of these things that were hindering the healing that they needed in the family. And I remember also taking a mission trip with our teenagers here to New Mexico. And we went on a day that they could go shopping and buy a souvenir. And I gave the kids a speech. I said, now listen, I don't want one dream catcher coming home in the suitcase. And I don't want one Kachina doll in this suitcase. Now, Miss Jennifer is telling you, you can get some little trinket, but this is the rule. We're here on mission for the Lord. So that was that. We went home. I don't know, a few weeks later, it was close to midnight. We got a knock on our door and I was like who's at the door and it was one of those kids crying and they knelt at our couch and said miss jennifer that doll went from my closet to the dresser and they were frightened and we prayed and they that such a sweet person went on to have many many victories in the lord but that was such a good time to re, they realized the seriousness of putting your faith in something that's not holy before the Lord.
0: Some of you right now are, are, not, are either a little confused. You don't understand what we're talking about. Listen, in, in this this particular tribe, they use these, we call them dolls, but these figurines as a part of their worship. Mm-hmm. And they sell them today as though they're just a figurine, but they're really still a part of their worship. The missionaries that we were there with explained the ingrainedness of that to their their gods and their worship, and so that's why we told the, the students not to do this. This student, he knew that we had made it. He, he when he came to us, he said, "I know you told us not to do that. I did it anyway." That's why yeah. we say it's rebellion and stubbornness. I know better than what God's word says. I don't but have to follow God's word. But also, why
1: the Old Testament's important, guys? It
0: is. It is. But but he he first. He got the doll out and it creeped him out. And then finally he hid it in the back of his closet. And then he wakes up in the morning and it's sitting on his dresser.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And he's like, well, that's weird. He thought, well, I'll solve this. He went out back and put it in his dad's shed on the back of the property. He, he woke up and it was on the dresser. And, and I know some of you right now, you're thinking, well, that's, I'm not sure I believe it. That's fine. But please don't go to the movies that are out there that are depicting the exact same things. Listen, the world is honest about the demonic. It believes in it. You know, Satan believes in God, too. The scripture says that. And, And you and I, when we say we're don't play games, don't play spiritual games. Yes, the Ouija board is now sold by Milton Bradley. I get that. I'm not talking about that. Do not believe that you can stop trusting God and rely on human solutions for the problems in our world.
1: Or entertain again, yourself with a demonic and not it not affect your life. Yourself. It
0: will. And if you have done that, okay, what we did with this student, we, we said, well, you need to first start by saying, God, forgive me. Yeah. I have been rebellious. I went against my, my parents' wishes my pastor's encouragement, I've gone against your word, and God, forgive me. I break the curse that I brought over my life from that activity in the name of mm-hmm. Jesus. And then he went and, and destroyed the items that he had purchased and brought home. He did not sell them on eBay. Yeah, right. And I say that because I deal with Christians and they really, they still want the money. I know people that won't destroy the the pornography they bought. They won't. They won't. Okay, that's all I'm gonna well, say. Well, it's
1: expensive to undo your it sin sometimes. And 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 you got to be clear. And and so, but it's worth it.
0: <laughs> the next one is what we call unresolved curses. Okay, so there's two kinds of curses. All right, there's what I call a self-imposed curse. So a self-imposed curse is when an individual says something negative about themselves, okay, and they bring a curse on themselves. A lot of people don't like their eyes. They don't like their nose, their ears. You go down through it. We look at ourselves in the mirror and we complain about the person that God has created us. And then we've complained enough that that one day, you know, we're, we, we realize that we're, we've become sick in that area. God will... God will hold you to the words you've spoken over your life, okay? So that's a, an imposed curse verbally over your life. Another one is, if I break God's law, okay? It brings a curse when, when, you, when you buy an idol, when you steal, when you lie. These are all things the scriptures say that bring a curse in your life, okay? And so those are self-imposed. Now, you can also receive a curse because someone speaks it over your life. Someone else, this is why, Witchcraft is real hmm. because they cast spells and curses, okay? But you can also have someone in your life who is supposed to love you, but they say negative things over you and it destroys your identity and who you are, okay?
1: Yep.
0: In, in, in uh, 1 Samuel chapter 15, uh, Samuel is speaking to Saul, the first king of Israel, and he says, You've always been small in your own eyes. Hmm. Saul, King Saul had a self-imposed curse over his life. He never believed he would amount to anything and he destroyed the blessing of God in his life. Hmm. Go look at it because he, he got everything. He got the kingdom. God's blessing was, but he would not accept it. And if someone has spoken over your life and you've, you've, you've my own life, I told you last weekend, I had to overcome a challenge in terms of learning and education. I had a family member who loved me dearly, okay? But his nickname for me was Dummy. And I had to go back in my life and say, God, I forgive that family member, but I break that curse because Jesus became a curse that I might be free from the curse. But another way that that you can receive a curse over your life, if a family member, okay, has brought you under that curse. And so you could have family members that worship idols. You could have family, a family member that was a thief, and it
1: will impact you. Well, I was talking to a girl last week, and she was telling me about a problem, and it we were trying to solve the problem together, and she said, it just makes me sick to my stomach. I said, don't say that. Let's We're going to... Let's ask the Lord. The Lord will give you the wisdom. But sometimes we we don't even realize, and that's just a catchphrase. I I, I caught her saying it three times. And I just slow down a minute. Let's ask the Lord. He's going to help us.
0: I I know people who've said, "Well, I just hate God." No, 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 no. Go back and say, "Lord, forgive me." Those were those were words that I spoke that I shouldn't have spoke. Uh, and, and see, the spirit of this age, the spirit of the world in which you live in is trying to get you to reject yourself.
1: And the enemy will do anything to keep your mouth from confessing that, you know, just to say, Lord, oh, I shouldn't have said that.
0: And and be it's clear hard. that there are, there are curses, OK, that are imposed over whole cultures and people. Mm-hmm. Amen. We know this, right? Mm-hmm. The Jews have been spoken against. Brothers and sisters in my church, African-American brothers and sisters, you have to break the curse that had been spoken over you. You are God's child, you are valuable, those are lies. It is not true. See, we go back and we we, we take every stronghold and every imagination that builds it up, that's what the scripture says, against the things of God. And that's what this is rooted in, okay? and you you may feel you may feel drained right now because the powers of this age meaning the world in which we live have tried to convince you of a lot of these lies they've cursed you and you have to break them and come out from but under But I
1: mean it. the exciting encouragement is that I mean where else mm-hmm. could we have this hope right That's right <laughs> It's available. There's freedom and forgiveness and hope available, healing to all of us. That's amazing.
0: And right now, as you hear us say this, you you start thinking of somebody else. Listen, you begin to pray for them, but you need to be very careful pointing this out to them. The, The Bible's clear. Jesus said, deal with the beam in your eye before you try to help someone else with their speck. Okay? Start at home with yourself. All right. I love you. I'm for you. Okay?
1: I love you too.
0: All right. <laughs> so the last one is spiritual doubts. Spiritual doubts. And and I've already mentioned this in saying that we live in a world that has been telling you, well, you know, going to church isn't that important. Uh, the Bible, well, you can't really rely on that. You know, there's a lot of questions about it. You know, the, you can't trust, and just fill in the blank. You can't trust your spouse. You can't trust uh, the government. You can't trust anything. So the world in which we live has has lost a lot of its confidence. Yes. And that that has drained you. It will drain you. To watch the news will drain you. I've been telling you for the past two years, limit your news intake. Uh, you know, it's, it's because they're they they they're going for clicks, they're going for views, and, and they'll say something salacious, and then to get you to stay for 10 more minutes and tell you 12 other bad things, and then when it comes back, they've really lied. And it's Well, not we as need to be informed,
1: say. and we have to know what's going on, and we have to be wise, but to just after about so many minutes, it's too much. So there's a balance there.
0: Skepticism, skepticism is very much the part of our day. And skepticism will drain you. You have to believe in your children. You have to believe in your spouse. You have to believe in your community. You have to believe that, that God is good and that he is gonna overcome in in this world and that's why I'm saying there's a spiritual drain and you want to see it's kind of like in your home if you go through listen I'm a dad so I go around the house <laughs> and I power out everything that's extra right because I know that's going to cost me money it's going to drain me you want to go through and say lord is there anything spiritually in my life right now that could be sucking the power out of me you know and that's what you want to do so, how, what is the cure? The cure is nailing it to the cross. 1 Peter 2 23, 24, and 25. Okay? This is, this is Peter telling us how to live godly in an ungodly world. Mm-hmm. When they hurled their insults at him, Jesus, he did not retaliate. When he suffered, he made no threats. Instead, he entrusted himself to him who judges justly. He, Jesus, himself bore our sins in his body on the cross so that we might die to sins and live for righteousness. By his wounds you have been healed. For you were like sheep going astray, but now you have returned to the shepherd and overseer of your souls. See, Jesus is the cure for a weakened or broken spirit. Mm -hmm. All right? If you feel weak today, you say, Oh, Lord Jesus, I know that within my spirit, this is not just something physical going on. This is not just what's going on in my mind mentally. I know that in my spirit right now, my spirit is weak. And I need you, God, forgive me, God. So much of the sin of this world has been affecting me. I ask you to have mercy on me. You just begin to have a conversation with him. Say, Lord, forgive me. I haven't spent any time with you lately. I've been so busy taking care of stuff. I feel bad about that. And then do, me, do, you, you just do yourself a favor. Set a little alarm on your watch or your phone and have it go off a couple times a day. And when it goes off, you just say, I'm taking, I'm taking five with Jesus. I'm taking five with Jesus. Yeah. And just enjoy his presence for a moment. We have a prayer that we want to invite you to pray with us right now, okay? So our, our friends and family online, you can say this with us, all right? This is how this is how we we break the low power mode over our spirit, all
1: right? <laughs> Heavenly, Heavenly Father, Father thank, thank you, you for, for believing, believing in us all the way to the cross. The cross. Today, Today I, I renounce the sins and temptations of this generation. generation. I commit myself I to get rid of all articles and objects of my, my rebellion. rebellion. Cleanse me that I might live for you in, in Jesus name. Amen.
0: This is Pastor Doyle Jackson for The Church Next Door. Reading the Bible is important. It's something that every Christian should do. It will transform your life. It'll help you grow spiritually. It is good for you. Join me for a year in the Bible. It's less than five minutes every day. We'll give you insights and we'll encourage you. So read the Bible with me and join me daily. That's A Year in the Bible, available now wherever you get your podcasts.
1: Miss part of the show today and want to hear more? Well, you are invited to download and subscribe to Your Next Step on all major podcasting platforms.
0: You know, prayer changes our lives. Prayer of agreement is powerful. Well, we're together right now. What are we waiting for? Can we just stop right now and take a moment to pray? Let's take a moment and just agree in prayer for this weekend's church services throughout our community. Lord, I thank you that as, as we, uh, we go into this, this week, we know that, that Sunday is coming, that church services are coming this weekend. And Lord, I know that many churches meet on Friday and Saturday and Sunday and Tuesday and Wednesday. We meet throughout the week, but I pray right now, that, that you would show up at our church's worship services. Lord, I, I pray that the churches throughout town, throughout our city, throughout our nation, throughout the earth, that they would seek you, that they would seek your guidance for their individual lessons so that the church might be built up and established in a unity. In, in Ephesians 4, it says that that's why you give us Pastors and teachers and elders and leaders, Lord, you said that we might be built up, that we might be unified, that we might be strengthened and grow, that we might grow to the full measure of the faith, it says. So God, we're praying right now, this week's services at church. We're praying that, that every small group that meets, every youth group that meets, that every Sunday school class, whether it's an adult or a children's class, Lord, whether it's a recovery group, Lord, that they would give people freedom and life through the gospel of Jesus Christ. Lord, let us not rely on human effort. God, we do not want to be humanists that believe that we have the answer. Jesus is the answer. You are the Lord of life. You are the healer. Wherever you went, Jesus, you, you taught people, you healed people, and you forgave people their sins and delivered them. And that's what we're praying the church will do this week. We're praying that the church will, will share, like candy, the good news of the gospel the teaching, the healing, the deliverance. God, may we see the churches in our community grow, and may their services be vibrant. May the reputation of the church be righteousness, peace, and joy. In Jesus' name, amen. Hey, thank you for praying with me. You know, I believe prayer is powerful. We should pray first and ask questions later. And if you'd like to be a part of the prayer ministry or part of this ministry, I ask you to go to yournextstepnow.com. That's right, yournextstepnow.com. Give us your email address and we'll give you our free ebook. It's a prayer guide, a daily prayer guide right there for you every day. Be a part of the ministry of the Church Next Door and Your Next Step.
1: Your Next Step is a ministry of the Church
0: Next Door in Columbus, Ohio. Your prayers for us are always valued. But to financially support the ministry, visit thechurchnextdoor.org and click on Give. That's thechurchnextdoor.org and click on Give. Of course, we'll be glad to send you a gift of thanks in return. For more resources to guide and grow your faith, you can visit doylejackson.com. That's D-O-Y-L-E jackson.com. If you need prayer or have questions, text us at 888-644-4034. That's 888-644-4034. Thanks for joining us, and we hope to see you next time for Your Next Step.